This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. We are talking with a gentleman this morning who grew up in New Bedford, attended New Bedford schools, New Bedford High School. He graduated, attended Springfield College, graduated there. And then, like most young men, asked himself, what am I going to do next? Well, he earned his degree, became a teacher and a coach in the city. He met a young woman named Nancy Hinckley and lived his life. She worked in the school department. Looked like a great situation for him. Uh, But then something happened. His lady friend, the love of his life, became ill, very ill. And Michael Oliveira spent the next 13 years taking care of her. He's written a book about his experiences. It's called Don't Take It For Granted, The Journey Within. Mr. Oliveira is with us this morning. Welcome. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for having me. Um, Why do you feel it was important to write this book, uh, Michael? Well, I'll tell you, I didn't intend to, but what was going on was after Nancy had had the stroke and I was caring for her, something came to my mind that I had to start writing down little journals and little notes. Um, Number one, itinerary for how we take care of the person and what we had to do. And I started noticing I was starting to write more in my journal. And uh, I started writing a journal after she had her brain uh, uh, aneurysm. And um, it was about actually two or three days right after she had surgery that I felt that I needed to write a daily occurrence of what was going on each day. And I kept a journal of it. And as time went on, I just put it in the back uh, burner and uh, just kept on kept those notes apart. COVID came into play, and sure. uh, then uh, I started to write. All right. So she uh, had her first uh, uh, attack or brain aneurysm in 1986. Yep. All right. Oh, no, she had her first uh, uh, 2006. Oh, 2000. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry. 2006. Uh, yeah, August of 2006. Yep. And you cared for her till her passing in, her in passing, 2020. Yes, 2020. All right. Yep. Um, and that was a very difficult time for you. Oh, absolutely. We'll get yep. to that, but yep. I want to talk to you about your caregiving experience. Mm-hmm. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand, Michael Oliveira was an active uh, man. He uh, was uh, had a large group of friends. He was socially active. He worked with kids during the day. Uh, as a teacher and a coach. By the way, some of those kids he mm-hmm. reacquainted himself with when they grew up. And, right. uh, and he was uh, a caregiver. Yes. Um, but um, his his life was, was full, especially with Nancy Hinckley beside him. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that When that ended, when that kind of life ended, you you continued to work for a while. Right. After she became ill. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I uh, I had great uh, bosses with me. Uh, my superintendent, Mike Longo, uh, helped me. And the judge I was working with, Bettina Borders, they gave me a little space. So I was able to do the things I had to do to help Nancy out, especially to get her home. And as I cared for her at home, I had to have people come in while I was working. But gradually, 
over those 13 years, mm-hmm. uh, her condition deteriorated. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you had to find, you had to make a choice at some point. Yes. Do I continue working? What do I do here? How can right. I do this? Right. Uh, insurance was helpful to a point, yeah. but it doesn't pay for everything, as we all know. Right. And uh, your insurance was running out, I guess, at some at some point. Right. When did you decide to leave work, and how difficult was that for yeah. you? Well, I had a great job at the time. I was a court liaison working down at juvenile court, and uh, I could have done it for another 10 years. But what was happening is in 2012, I had to retire because um, it was getting a little more difficult, and I had to be around more often to monitor things that were going on with Nancy, appointments, things like that. I felt it was time for me to put all my eggs in one basket, and that was to take care of her. And so for the last eight years uh, of her living, uh, that's what I had to dedicate myself to. Yeah. And uh, I, we are, if you just have to read the book to kind of know that you love this woman mm-hmm. greatly. Yes. This woman was your light in mm-hmm. your life. Yep. Um, but clearly, uh, being a caregiver is not for everyone, especially, no. especially over a a 13-year or even eight-year period. I mean, it's, sure. it, yeah. it's hard work. Yes. It's hard work. Yeah. And you pretty much, I know uh, in reading the book, I know you felt you were closed off. You were kind of trapped. Yes. Um, yep. Can you talk a little bit about that? I, sure. I, I don't, I don't want to oh, yeah. get emotional about that, but I, oh. I, I think the, this is important for people to understand. Yeah. Um, you know, as you're getting, uh, getting this job done, this is your main job, and I always called it Groundhog Day. Everybody asked me when they called, how you doing, Mike? How's Nancy doing? After a while, the day is the same. And the morning is the same. Uh, the routine is the same. And you just have to get things done. And you find yourself, as Bill Belichick said, there are no days off. Yeah. And there weren't any days off. Everything that I did was for her and actually for me, too, because thank God that she gave me the strength for a smile, waking up with a smile on her face every day, always having a great attitude. And I look at myself and I go, how can I do it? Well, I can do it because look at her. Look what she's going through. She's a well-educated woman. She had everything. Uh, She was very kind to everyone. And I felt at the time that I had to um, just continue on. But it was very difficult every day, every day. And it was hard to include anybody else in my life. It was just her at the time. Now, there were some small bursts of sunlight. Yes. Some small things mm-hmm. that you did with Nancy. Yes. Went for coffee every morning. Yep. You made it a point to do that. Absolutely. Yep. You watched the Patriots on Sunday. Yes. Of course, they did. were winning then. Yes, they were. <laughs> it was pretty easy to watch. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. But, but uh, those kinds of things were important. Yes. For you to do together and oh. i'm sure there were other things as oh. well well when we were um before nancy had her aneurysm i mean we were very active she loved to dance we left the kid around we had a great time after the aneurysm with her we had to simplify things and she never watched football heck when i was watching football or coaching she was doing other things and sure. that was fine and but right now i felt that she felt it was important for us to be together do things together going for coffee in the morning, like you said. And we did that every morning. I put on the music, and funny enough, she had um, 
uh, aphasia, which she could not speak, but she could sing. And that's what was enjoyable, hearing her sing these songs she could remember. And it was great just to hear her sing. Uh, and then, of course, NFL Sunday was my best. I, I had her by my side, and, of course, we had the best going around as far as the Patriots. So it was great. It was great entertainment for us. Yeah. Michael Oliveira is with me this morning talking about uh, his role as a caregiver to his... Uh, the love of his life, really, Nancy Hinckley. Mm-hmm. He's written a book about the experience. And that book uh, is called Don't Take It For Granted, The Journey Within. It's available on Amazon. And uh, he is with us uh, today. So, I want people to understand that you lived uh, a, a good, solid life. You were a solid citizen in New Bedford. Mm-hmm. did a lot of terrific things, Mike. Yeah. Uh, in terms of it, you were a teacher, you were a coach, you worked in the juvenile court system yep. uh, trying to help kids. Uh, as you said, you had some wonderful bosses, some sympathetic bosses who yeah. uh, helped you along the way. Um, and then you had to you had to leave work. Yes. Um, I know that it was hard to find help. Mm-hmm. You found someone who would stay with her on Wednesdays, for instance. Yes, yes. And it would give you a chance to go to the gym, yep. go to your favorite restaurant, yes. see some people, your friends there. You got it. And it was, uh, uh, it kind of helped you along, didn't it? It did. Um, Chantel Santiago was my angel on earth at the time, and she used to come in on Wednesdays. And, and I, it's crazy, Jim, but I used to look forward to Wednesday. We called it hump day, right? And yeah. I look forward to waking up in the morning because it gave me that little space that I was able to do. Like it was brought back normalcy somehow. And I would come back, you know, three hours (laughs) I would come back and I had a release. You know what I mean? I I came back stronger and uh, it got me through the next week. It seemed like a routine that I needed, you know? So that caregiving uh, aspect that for eight years, you were really the lone caregiver. And sadly, uh, Nancy, was doing less and less. She was declining. Yes. Uh, there, there's no easy way to deal with that except uh, yeah. to help you along. And I, I sincerely wish there were people there to help you through that. But yeah. yep. whatever happened, it happened. She did uh, pass away in 2020. Yes. Then you went through a period of great grief. Yes. It was because this woman was everything to you. Absolutely. Um, how did you come out of that? Okay. Well, it was... We... She got buried on March 4th, 2020. And the amazing thing is, is that that's the time that I'm saying, okay, this is grieving time. Here we go. Uh, The only thing is that uh, COVID came in and 10 days later, they shut down the whole country and the whole world just about. So I was grieving on my own. I couldn't speak to anybody, but on the phone. So I had to figure out, okay, how am I going to get through this without, (laughs) you know, jumping off a cliff? So, um. I started. We all, we all did to some degree, <laughs> right? Not, not perhaps to your degree. No, well, you know, we all, we all felt that way. I hear you, and and so I started writing down uh, an outline, and I started to read books, and and the on the outline, I put down uh, life review. I wanted to find out who I was, and I, since I was just there with my dog, boom, um, that's what I did every day. I put a couple hours aside and just jotted down what went on in my life and how did I get to where I'm at. 
And it took about six months for me to outline everything. And then after the six months, it kind of made me feel a little better about how I was outlining it. And it kind of gave me a little more purpose about how I'm living without the love of my life after 31 years being with her. And uh, I kept on writing and and, uh, it kind of got me through. It kind of got me through. And um, today, of course, you are retired after Nancy's. uh, Yes. uh, Well, Nancy was, uh, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. what do you do today well today i still go to the gym uh i'm enjoying i'm enjoying that um i'm starting gym right now to start feeling like i'm retired now um i think even writing a book it was good it kept me busy it kept me going so i didn't even feel like i was kind of retired then because that that was my number one job now now the book was my number one job and i felt that i needed to put her on a pedestal because she deserved it i also had to put her on my on the pedestal my parents and my sister because Without their help, I couldn't have gotten by. You know, uh, I was brought up by a great family, and uh, that kind of got me through. And so uh, now, uh, uh, other than working out and seeing my friends again is a wonderful thing. Obviously, we can go visit people now. And uh, I have a wonderful friend, uh, Joan McQuilkin, who, uh, you know, came back into my life. She was a childhood uh, uh, classmate of mine, mm-hmm. and that helps out. And uh, so, uh, you know, between all, all the people that I'm dealing with right now, I mean, even he, being here, I can't believe I'm doing an interview with you. Uh, but things are ca- popping up. Gifts are coming out, and uh, I'm taking it as is. I feel like Nancy and my dad are just giving me these gifts all the way through, so I'm taking it, and I'm enjoying every moment that I can. What message do you want people to take away from the book? That's exactly it. Um, the message is, is that you can wake up one day and have it wonderful, but in an instant, anything can change. And, and I found that out. Um, I found out after Nancy had her aneurysm that, oh my God, I mean, how can things change that quickly? But it did. But what happens after that is that, what are you going to do about it? And in my case, um, love had a lot to do with it. Um, that's my message to people that love's the greatest gift that we have here on earth. And I've had the love for my parents, I had the love for my sister, and obviously the love from uh, Nancy and my friends. And uh, with that, it helped give me the strength to get through. And also I need to let people know that there is something more than just us being here on earth. There's a purpose for us because I think this is a earth classroom and we're trying to learn to get our souls to grow. And that's what I'm trying to do right now is keep my soul to grow because I know that one day I am going to see her again. She's going to meet me again. And uh, I hope she says, job well done. <laughs> well, I think she might. I think there's a good chance she might. Because, uh, you know, to tell your story, uh, it's not an easy story to tell. Uh, okay, the first half is pretty easy to tell. Yeah. But the second half is not, not yeah. so easy. So yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate you reaching out coming yes. on Thank you. and talking about yeah. a situation that was very difficult, whether you lived through it. Yeah. Um, I want to say that while Nancy was ill, uh, your father passed, yeah. your mother was sick. Yeah. Um, is she still with us? My, my mother's still still hanging in there. She's in a nursing home right now, and she has dementia. She doesn't know who I am or my sure. sister. But just to see her there, she's the matriarch, and uh, that's all I can say. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, well, it, uh, it's quite a story. Again, the name of the book is Don't Take It For Granted, The Journey Within, 
It's an, a fairly easy read. Uh, it's certainly difficult to, uh, you know, the, the passages around uh, Nancy's uh, illness and mm-hmm. uh, passing. A very, you know, it's somewhat difficult. But I, mm. I think uh, you're trying to make a point with it, and I think uh, your discussion here today has helped us all understand why. Yeah. And uh, I, w- I wish you well with the book, and I wish you well with the rest of your life. Oh, Jim, thank you so much. I appreciate it. My guest has been Michael Oliveira. And again, he's written a book. It's called Don't Take It For Granted, The Journey Within. Stay with us. Town Square Sunday will continue in just a moment. 